Jen is out and your host is not happy. We got a lot to talk about. Welcome to Playing the Field, a Bachelor podcast. I'm Ryan Field, a sports anchor here at Eyewitness News in New York City, a Bachelor fan since day one. And we have a lot to digest from episode seven. And joining me to do just that are Bachelor insiders, Jen Matarese from here in ABC in New York, and Gina Sirico joining us from Los Angeles, just outside of the Bachelor mansion. Well played, Gina. It had to be done. It, it had, had to, be, to done. be done, and we are so happy that it is done. Listen, we started with 32 women. We are now down to the final four. Hometowns are just around the corner. So much to talk about with this episode, so much to talk about in this podcast, because coming up, we have the casting director from The Golden Bachelorette to answer some questions about that series that everyone is certainly looking forward to, especially on the heels of The Golden Bachelor. We'll get to that in just a little bit, but first... They go to Alberta, Alberta, Northern Canada, and Joey told us last week on this very podcast, some of the crew members on the show told him that was the most beautiful scenics they've ever had a chance to, to shoot, and I think it really created the perfect setting for this episode, Jen. It was gorgeous. I mean, Jasper is incredible. The cute little town, the lake, just ugh, rainbows were popping Rainbows. Up. I mean... I know Gina, I was talking to her, and she she was gushing about this place. <laughs> the Northern Lights. Yes. Like, oh, yes. yes. Everything. As they were making out. Like, the, every <laughs> shot, like, props to this to all of them because the the shots they got, the footage that they got were was just so cinematic. I'm like, give them an Oscar. And the sky <laughs> was just that perfect shade of blue for the entire perfect. thing. Just, just a perfect, perfect backdrop to what ended up being uh, a very revealing episode. And it started with a one-on-one, Joey and Daisy. Let's take a listen. I mean, do you truthfully still think in this position that you can get to that point, though? If I'm being, like, 100% honest and transparent, which I want to be, like, I really, really like you. But, like, am I there yet? No. So Daisy said at the beginning of this date that she didn't know if she was going to be able to get to where Joey was at, especially knowing it was such a big deal to have Joey come back to meet her parents. And I thought Joey handled that situation very well, but it was the ending I guess we all saw coming. I don't think there was any reason that we didn't think Daisy was going to get a rose, Jen. I think he couldn't help but give her a rose because he's still so curious about her. He wants to know more about her and her family and her backgrounds. And I think... Watching his face fall when she said she wasn't there yet. Oh, right. It was heartbreaking. I was like, no. <laughs> but but in that moment, Gina, don't you think that makes him realize how much he likes Daisy when she says those type of things? Absolutely. And I think that as we saw toward the end of the of this date that she realized it, too. Like, OK, wait a minute. Yeah, I'm saying I'm not there yet, but I'm kind of there. I'm kind of falling. Like, she knows that this is big, you know, and bringing her, bringing him home to her family is going to be monumental um, for him and for her. Her family, you know, she has gone through a lot health-wise, as she mentioned, and they are very protective. Caretakers and caregivers are extremely protective of those that they love. And so they want to make sure that she's never you know, like nothing hurts her ever again. And so it's understandable that she was going to want to make sure that everything was just right for her to bring Joey home to the family. And this one-on-one gave him more time. I think they just needed more time for her 
away from all of the other women in the house to be able to get to know him better, to develop those feelings. I think it's hard when there's an audience all the time. Yeah. And listen, this date started with a romantic horseback ride, ends up uh, in a hot tub. And I think Joey was kind of driving a lot of the conversation. And maybe maybe she was nervous to that point uh, because she knew what was at stake here and she didn't want to give him the wrong impression and was kind of afraid of how she was truly feeling in that moment. But I think we're all happy to say that it all worked out the way that it did. Yeah, I think they ended on a good note, right? I think it ended positive that they were heading in moving forward. They were moving forward still. They weren't stuck. I like that he said he wasn't afraid. He was. He said that a lot in this episode. He's mm-hmm. not afraid of what's to come next. Um, he's not afraid of meeting her family. He's not afraid of the fact that, you know, she may not be in love yet, even though that's what he started to say that he felt like he needed to hear. But he's not afraid of that because he knows his feelings are strong and he knows that her feelings are strong as well. But again, as we all know, hello, reality check. They've met each other. You know, they've known each other for like, Three weeks. Right. In reality. And and that's something that we always need to keep in, in perspective here as we're looking at this show. And uh, I think because they throw around words like love and I'm falling for you. And in real life, we're saying, wait a minute, you've gone on three dates. How, you know, in the real world, if somebody had said that to you, you'd be like, you're nuts to say that this early into this thing. Uh, but given the nature of the show and the history of the show, uh, obviously that is not uncommon. And certainly Daisy is uh, one of the favorites to win Joey's heart when this is all said and done. Then, of course, the group date, and Joey hit the nail on the head, the final group date of the season, which is kind of crazy that we're already here at this point. And let's take a look at what happened during a series of challenges that brought the girls out into the wilderness. Come on, Come on Jen. Go, Jen. Keep going, Jen. Ah, no, no, no. So I'm a lactose intolerant, and I'm allergic to milk protein, but I'm going to drink this elk milk. Oh. Do what you got to do to get to hometowns, and that's what I'm focused on. What did you make of that date, Jen? You know, it was fun, but I think they were all over it at that point. They are done with the group dates. They didn't want to be there. Kelsey T, for her credit, she puts herself all out there, and she really did an amazing job in the challenge. But I I did feel for them because it's like they have to, you know, saw these things. It was super physical and chug the milk and... I think the elk milk may have been the most (laughs) disgusting thing of the season to date. Even for people who are not lactose intolerant. <laughs> right. Like, right? It's, I was like, nope, sorry. At least sorry, it was Joey. cold out. At least it was cold out. It wasn't like warm milk sitting there, hopefully. <laughs> for their oh, sake, let's hope not. And, and listen, we saw a, a kind of a different side of Maria, kind of a jealousy, uh, a little bit of pouty, kind of annoyed to your point, Jen. Um, and, and that's when you know the stakes are where they're at. And I guess if if you're a woman in this and you're you're seeing your man making out with another woman at this point in the game, uh, you're gonna be salty about it as well. I just I like you so much, but I did want to talk to you about a few things. Okay. Um, you know, like hometowns means so much to me, and I haven't introduced like anyone to my family unless I start dating them, and. Um, I think just with you knowing that I'm going into it with you not being mine, you know? I just wish that she could have kind of stepped back a little and thought, this is the last group date. If I get beyond this point, it's one-on-one time all the way through, all the way through to the end. So she's not going to have to put up with it beyond that one last date. But she, it was like her breaking point. I feel like Maria is impulsive. 
like she doesn't always she reacts sometimes or before she fully understands what's going on and which sometimes is okay but then other times not so much and this was one of those times where not so much you know she you know was in that jealous mode and I won't I don't want him unless he's all mine well girl you know what you signed up for you're on the <laughs> bachelor where 30 you started vying for it you know like competing for him with 31 other women and it's almost so, like they were really playing up that narrative in this episode too Gina because there wasn't a lot of other drama going on so they were kind of riding this Maria train if you will <laughs> yeah absolutely and it was almost like kind of a train wreck if you know <laughs> if you ask me because it it you should she know again. She knows what she signed up for, and I think she understands that ultimately. But you know, she got in her feelings. She got in. You know, she was caught up in the moment, and you know, seeing Jen kiss him, seeing him give attention mm-hmm. to other women. It's not easy, especially when you have the feelings that you have. Although, to be honest, I mean, besides, well, they they all had one on ones. I think, right? They all had one on ones. Yeah, at one point in the season, yes, yeah, each yeah. of the five six did have a one on one. Yeah. And but here's the thing we love about Maria is that she's kept it real this whole season. It did seem very real. Yes, I feel like absolutely. I feel like that could have been me, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> it's like absolutely just, me. You know, I think every Maria's every person... Jen's spirit animal. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I just kind of want to see like where we'll go with them. So I was I was worried that she was going to leave. I was like, oh come on, no, don't don't do this yet. And I'm glad she stepped back, took a minute. Even though Joey was like, oh, oh boy. But, you know, I mean, that's real. That's her real feeling. And I thought Joey should have followed her. I didn't like how he Me just kind of sat there and was like, oh, I'll give her her space to figure this out. I, I thought if if he was uh, that hung up on her possibly leaving, that at that point you got to jump into action as a guy to make things happen and uh, find a way to say the right thing or do the right thing to kind of bring her back into the mix. But Gina had ended up working out in his favor. She collected her thoughts, caught her breath, and came back out and said, okay, I'm good. But he didn't give out the group date rose. That's what I was just going to say. <laughs> and then he, what a shocker that was. Mm-hmm. I thought it for sure it was either going to be Maria uh, or Jen at that point getting the group rose. I did and too. either one of them. Am I the only one who's not surprised by that? I'm it's... not surprised. If you just come Why? up with something like what he just dealt with with Maria... I wouldn't want to give the rose out either. I just want a moment. To, like, I would need time to just collect my thoughts. I mean, I understand because he said it in his little interview that he's like, what if, you know, am I just, is this the real part? And is everybody else just telling me what I want to hear? I I get where he was coming from. And I, I, I I'm with him. I, I am team Joey on no. Oh, yeah. For the I mean, I get it, now. but I was still. A little surprised by it. You know? And you know what? Maybe that should have been our first sign that Jen was not going to get the rose. Yeah. Because I liked the move when she came up when he was doing his interview and made out with him. <laughs> and I said, you go, girl. Go get your man. And I think he liked that, too. And remember, guys, just last week, he said he was jumping up and down that Jen, the what she said about him and how, he felt, how she felt about him. And he felt it was reciprocal and he was so excited about it. Something changed from last week to this week. Uh, and I guess looking back at it, that should have been a sign that Jen wasn't going to get the rose when she didn't get the group date. Was it the conversation about hometowns where she sort of, I think, you know, yeah. said my family might not right. relate to you? I don't, I don't know. And I was going to touch on this at the end, but look at the two women who went home. Kelsey T and Jen both had kind of family drama, one with religion and one with the Vietnamese culture. 
where Jen said she had never really brought a guy home before and mm. didn't know how her family was going to react. So maybe, Gina, that's another big factor in all of these decisions. Yeah, she also said that she wasn't sure whether her mom would quite understand some of the things that she's doing. And right. being on The Bachelor might be that um, to be put in like to be put in that situation and kind of like set up to fail. It seemed like and maybe Joey picked up on that and was like, as much as I have a connection with you, don't know that this is going to work. So nobody got the group date rose and that set up the final one on one with our girl Kelsey A. They had a fun little day around Jasper taking in the sights and sounds. Let's go ahead and take a look. My mom got cancer and she passed away. And so it's really important for Joey to kind of have an understanding of who my dad is before going into this. Yeah, my dad is really like my favorite guy. Um, whenever anything happens, like he's the person I run to whenever I'm happy or I'm sad. And definitely like in happy and sad moments, I think that I really miss my mom, but I know that I have my dad that I can lean on. Um, and um, I think that I'm like so thankful that he really stepped up. And of course, it finished at that dinner date where they kind of, again, got to another level in their relationship and Kelsey kind of opening up so much about the emotions involving her father and her mother passing away and him having to raise her and her four and five, five total. I think there's five total siblings. Maybe, a lot of siblings. I think there's been three more since we last talked, <laughs> somehow, some way. Um, but I think Joey feels like that he has an emotional connection with her, perhaps more than any of the other women because of the things that she shared with him. The fact that he said that he thought her dad sounded like he could be an awesome father-in-law, That's I thought big. that was a very big thing to say. It's huge. I also think... I, just on a personal note, coming like hearing Kelsey's story and understanding the relationship with her father, when my mom passed away, that my dad and I got definitely closer. Um, we understood the pain that we were both going through. Um, and I feel like Joey respects that relationship. Um, and I, I, I think it's going to be interesting to see how they mesh. Um, you know, I sympathize. I empathize with Kelsey and everything that she's going through um, because I've been through that. So I get that. Um, as far as Joey goes, I think that it's going to be really interesting to watch his dynamic with the with her father. Mm -hmm. That's gonna be and really if we go back to their actual day date and they did that polar plunge. Couples who polar it. plunge together stay together. I think I that's on the T-shirt. Yeah, that was great. Because she he didn't really even want to do it, but. You know, the fact that she pushed him out of his comfort zone to do new things, that's definitely a bonding experience, you know? I agree and it's also something he said he wants. He mm -hmm. wants someone to push him out of his comfort zone, and she did exactly that on that date. And let's not forget, hearkening back to our one-on-one -on -one with Joey last week when we did the rapid fire, one question to describe each woman. What was the word he used to describe, Kelsey A? Beautiful. Beautiful. <laughs> And there was a little gleam in his eye, a glimmer, if you will. And Daisy, Look at us Daisy was, oh, I know. Of course. Daisy was kind. Daisy was kind. Yeah, I mean, we, we could kind of get a feel for uh, where he was leaning in terms of his decisions when it got to this point. Uh, a big decision, no cocktail party. Our pal Someone Jesse Palmer, <laughs> who you can hear on this very podcast next week, by the way. Jesse Palmer, look forward to that. Episode three of Playing the Field. Uh, but he comes out, <laughs> breaks the news to the ladies, no cocktail party. 
Obviously, Maria wants to clear the air based on their previous com- conversation and says, uh, I'm, you know, I'm kind of freaking out. I don't know if Joey thinks that I'm here for the right reasons or in it to win it, if you will. Uh, Jen's bummed out that she doesn't get to sneak in another kiss. Uh, Rachel and Kelsey T, who, you know, outside of the Lumberjack games, really wasn't much of a, neither one of those two was really a factor in this episode, I felt like. Um, which brings us to the rose ceremony. And, you know, to me, the biggest stunner all season, Jen goes home and, and Rachel moves on. I know. I know. I mean, there must have been more that we didn't see on their one-on-one dates. Right. You know, I mean, a lot of people online, like if you look on um, social media, they're surprised by it too. They, there was something I saw that was like the order of, of girls that got picked and it was like number four would be Jesse Palmer and then <laughs> and then some other people and then right the L- <laughs> that made out with the elk or yeah. that made out over there. That was yeah. very funny. But yeah, I mean, I think they do have a connection, obviously, but I just thought his connection with Jen was stronger, but I guess not. Gina, what'd you make of that? Were you as surprised as Jen and I were? I was surprised. Um, I, I, Jen and I have discussed this prior to us starting this podcast. Is when Je- when Rachel had their one on one, I just was not sure about that connection. Same. I really just I didn't see it. But then again, we're not Joey, and we're not in those feelings. So I guess like, you know good for him. I'm glad that there is something quietly building there. And I think maybe that's it. It's a quiet build. And, it's, and as she mentioned, it's a slow burn. And it, so there it is. It has been a slow burn. And maybe, and this is me speaking from a guy's perspective and, and the ladies, I'm sure you can agree. Sometimes it just comes down to physical chemistry. And maybe he feels like he has stronger physical chemistry with Rachel than he mm-hmm. does with Jen. And oh. <laughs> I, you're right. Based on what we've seen. Based on, but, but again, like, you know, <laughs> kissing and whatever else, you might not feel everything you're supposed to be feeling when you're kissing someone. Maybe she was the instigator of most of those situations. Maybe so. You know, and... and If you think about it, she really she was. was, right? And so was, not that he didn't enjoy it, but, you know, I think maybe he feels just more of a connection with Rachel. I don't know. Yeah. And, Must. I, and I think you're right. And I, I will say I thought if they could have added a little more drama to this episode, once Maria pulled Joey or actually Joey, Joey pulled, pulled Maria her, yeah. aside and then, you know, cleared the air. Hey, are you here for the right reasons? You're here to stay. Once that happened, you knew she was going to get a rose. So I felt like she should have got the first rose setting up the drama. Who's going to stay between Rachel, Kelsey T., and Jen. I thought mm-hmm. they got the big surprise out of the way. And then Maria getting the rose kind of felt a little anticlimactic to me. Yeah. And another thing that Gina and I had discussed, because we can't stop talking about this. It's all of our lives. Yeah. <laughs> I don't even do the sports in New York anymore. I just do bachelor conversations. Um, as it should be, right? As it should be. Many times the bachelor or bachelorette or whoever the lead is will take these people who've gotten eliminated and have a private conversation with them to say goodbye at this point. And he didn't with either one of them. No. How about that? Kind of cold. Yeah. And, you know, Jen gave him a hug and I had a tear in my eyes. She walked away and I was like, oh, my gosh, he's what making a massive mistake. I saw a lot of that online. People are already pushing for her to be the new mm-hmm. bachelorette. She would be great. Hey, I'm she would the be person. Great. Oh, it was you? <laughs> Did you start that? Rumor? I knew you had a lot of ghost accounts, Gina, but. Like, yeah. <laughs> yes, exactly. But listen, I think I think all in all, I think we can agree this episode gave us a little bit of everything and it, it ended with a great surprise. And before we look ahead to what's to come in hometowns, which we've obviously all been looking forward to in mm-hmm. that trailer for next week, 
looks amazing. Gina, you had a chance earlier to catch up with a very special guest uh, concerning a show we're all really excited about here on ABC. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. People who disappear without a trace. Where is she? The most notorious murder cases in New York. Pure evil. And the most devious killers. There's a Hannibal Lecter feel to him. For chilling true crime stories, follow the True Crime NYC podcast wherever you listen. Yes, the Golden Bachelorette. Um, so I don't know about you, but I did a happy dance around my office when it was, <laughs> to, you know, announced that they were going to go forward with the Golden Bachelorette. We were on um, and. Exactly. And I got a chance to chat with Jackie Pittman, who is casting for The Golden Bachelorette. She's casting the men and she cast our bachelorette. So here's what she had to say. They're my peers. Okay. They're my peers. So a guy is sitting in front of me telling me all the goodness of all he is and all his glory is not going to get by me because I'm protective of my bachelorettes. So it's, you know, I'm looking for guys all shapes, sizes, all heights. You know, um, and diversity, all kinds of diversity, you know, diversity and backstory. I, we have, and you know, I've been in the interview process so far. So, you know, I've had widowers. I've had men who've been married once or twice. Um, and what I'm looking for in those stories are the why of it all. I want to know why. Um, we want to have guys that are great catches for our girl, right? And that comes in all shapes and sizes, but I need to know the why of it. Why were you married once or twice? Why didn't it last? Why did you grow apart? Why did you cheat if you cheated? You know, those are real stories and I wanna know all of it. So I go in kind of wide-eyed, kind of open, of course, I want compassion and empathy. You know, I want a guy who has layers and um, just great energy, charismatic. You know, uh, I want when he gets out of the limo for a bachelorette to go, wow, <laughs> 25 times. <laughs> but um, at the end of the day, we're looking for all types, all types. So I don't want anyone to sit home who's single who feels they're a great catch and think I can't do that show because it's possible. And it's all about the matching. It really is. It's all about the matching. My job is to find as many great guys as I possibly can for golden bachelorette. And just like I did for golden bachelor women and find as many as I possibly can. And then the matching process has happens. The producers match them. Our matchmakers match them. And if they're great for a bachelorette, they might meet her. You're looking for your lead here too, you know. I'm looking for over 20 fantastic men. I'm looking for over 20 fantastic men. You, so you, you have your lead pretty much set. And can you give us any hints as to we might be seeing? Is it somebody from the cast? Is it somebody from outside? What do we, what do we have there? I can tell you nothing. 
<laughs> I can tell you nothing, but she's amazing. I can't tell you anything. Not until they announce who she is. You'll be sitting here watching it when I see it. So we're looking for single senior men for the Golden Bachelorette open casting call in Palm Springs. It's actually going to be held at the river at Rancho Mirage, which is on Highway 111 in Rancho Mirage on Saturday, March 16th from 12 to 4. I will be there actually interviewing men. I want you to come from San Diego, Arizona, Las Vegas, bring your personality and be ready um, to participate in our show. You can sign up at goldenopencall.com for the event. Goldenopencall.com for the event. Perfect. And for anybody who can't be at that at that uh, open casting, yes, where can you, they apply? Yes, you can go. You can apply on our Bachelor Nation website. You can go to goldenbachelorettecasting.com or goldenbachelorcasting.com. You'll see the application for men and women there if you cannot. And then we'll Zoom interview you. Love it, love it. Jackie, thank you so much. I'm disappointed that you gave me no hint. Uh, <laughs> I'm kidding. Thank you, Gina. That was Jackie Pittman, the casting director for The Golden Bachelorette. And Gina, what did you make of her comments? Um, well, I was very mad that she gave me no hints as to who the Golden Bachelorette was. <laughs> I feel like, I feel like I, I wouldn't have told anybody. Well, yes, I would have told everybody. I mean, <laughs> of course you would have. We could have, we could have broken right the news on the podcast. Yeah, exactly. We could have broken the news here, but that's okay. You know, we still have time. Um, and we'll, you know, I have a feeling it's going to be really interesting to see, um, you know, some of these met. Well, first of all, it's going to be interesting to see who it is that she picks. There were a lot of conversations about people outside of Bachelor Nation, about outside of the Bachelor world, like Kathy Lee Gifford and Susan Lucci. Um, to me, my personal inclination is to say that she went with one of the women um, from The Golden Bachelor. <laughs> I, yeah, I spent a lot of time with them throughout their season, you know, at Women Tell All, at, at one of the one-on-one dates, um, at a finale event. And I said to all of them, basically, that I was not going to rest until they all found love because they are just so wonderful. So I am hoping that it's one of them. Because there are a lot of dynamic choices there. My sources told me that once Joey said on live with Kelly and Mark that he did not know who Kathy Lee Gifford was, they were like, that's it. She's out. The younger audience doesn't know. I'm totally making that up. But that was a very funny moment that Joey oh, said that. It was really funny. I when mean, he said it, I guess. Right. Of course, he's not going to know who Kathy mm-hmm. Lee Gifford is. But oh, she would be great. She would be she great. She would be great. Especially with the ABC background and obviously... Mm-hmm you know, making Regis and Kathy Lee the show that it was and really, you know, a big reason why that show is still around today based on the success that her and Regis had way back in the day, going back to the the mid 80s. Um, I think either one of those choices would be great. I mean, Jen, I guess, how do you weigh it having a well-known commodity in a Susan Lucci or Kathy Lee Gifford as opposed to one of the women who we just saw on The Golden Bachelor? Well, you have the likelihood that most of those men would know who Kathy Lee Gifford is. Or Susan Lucci. Or Susan Lucci. Absolutely. They might not have watched The Golden Bachelor, so they might not know those ladies. Maybe they weren't really watching that show and they got nominated by their daughters or friends, you know. So I think, I don't know, what's easier to cast? Someone they know or someone they don't know? I will say this. Jackie also told me that a lot of those guys who have that she's spoken to so far 
watch the show uh-huh. and they have their picks of who they wanted to be. So oh. I think that maybe that's that may not be as much of a factor. Yeah, they all they had. She has said that they've talked to her extensively about who they would love for it to be. So she didn't tell me who, of course, but but they know they know the women, they know the players. So, um, you know, I think for me, if I'm running the show here at ABC, uh, <laughs> I would want it one of the big names. I would want Susan not Lucia, the big Kathy name. Lee Gifford. If nothing else, because how much press is that going to get? That's going to be on all the talk shows. It's going to be, I mean, obviously when the Golden Bachelor was announced, that no doubt got its its fair share of airtime. I think mm-hmm. we can all agree with that. But you land a, a, a name that's been synonymous with television for that would... you know 40 plus years in Susan Lucci or Kathy Lee Gifford. I just think it adds a little more cachet to the Golden Bachelorette. The show's going to be tremendous regardless. But if I'm an exec and in charge and wanting to get good ratings, I go with one of those two. Well, one of the things that she said that I thought was so sweet is that she she wants to look out for her girl. The casting director said she wants to look out for her. She's it really kind of gave a great insight to the fact that they do care who they're providing to this bachelorette. You know, they're they want her to find happiness. So, I mean, that gives me good hope for the season. And Gina, we should point out that the Golden Bachelorette is not going to be the next in the series. There's going to be some before then. Yeah, so we'll have The Bachelorette next. So whoever it is from Joey's season, um, whoever they choose, Maria, Jen, uh, Rachel, I don't know. We'll see who don't that is. anything away. Well, she doesn't know. She's just guessing. No. Okay. They, they well, you only, you only left that. three names. You only mentioned three <laughs> names and you left one out. So I didn't want to be. She's still writing Rachel off. She's crossing her off the list. <laughs> no, I said Rachel. I said Rachel, Jen, and Maria. Yeah, but Rachel. But you didn't mention Daisy. I I don't know. I'm okay. I just I have to check. Sure. For for the record, I have always said that Daisy was one of my final two. She could be the one. We'll we see. Don't know. Honestly, we don't know. It's not Jen anymore. That, that, <laughs> so we yeah. have the, we have the Bachelorette, and then maybe Bachelor in Paradise after that. Bachelorette and Bachelor in Paradise and. The Golden Bachelorette uh, for fall, what we were right? told, will be in the fall okay. of this year. Gives so us a lot to look forward year, to. Yeah. Last year when they filmed The Golden Bachelor, they filmed it in the summer and aired it in the fall as in conjunction with Bachelor in Paradise. So we don't know yet what how the schedule will pan out, but it could be the same situation where we have The Golden Bachelorette and then we run Bachelor in Paradise. I know there's hopes after Golden Bachelorette airs to actually have a Golden Paradise. That would be hilarious. At a nudist colony, from what I understand. <laughs> oh, that would be good for rating. Ryan. Come on now. You can't say that. This is ABC here. It's going to be a lot of blurring, a lot of blurring going that on. That black box would yeah. just travel around the whole lower portion <laughs> of the screen. It wouldn't leave. Hey, we'd all be watching, I'll tell you that. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Well, listen, either way, all of this gives us plenty of good content for Playing the Field, uh, a Bachelor mm-hmm. podcast. Episode two has been a lot of fun. Uh, and before we look ahead to episode three, here's what's coming up next week on The Bachelor. Next week on The Bachelor. This is a huge step in my relationships with all four women. Hi. Meeting someone's family is a very big deal. When it comes to the woman that I'm hoping to marry, I want to be a part of their family as much as they are a part of mine. I definitely need my family's help to kind of help me figure out exactly what I'm feeling. Nice to meet you. When's the last time you brought someone home? 
I've never brought anyone home. My dad is not going to make it easy. It's hard for me right now because I don't know where you stand. Maria is 100% daddy's girl. If she gets hurt, it would be a problem for Joey. In a normal dating situation, ideally you would date one person. This is a scary process. As a father, I'm, of course, concerned with Kelsey. The hardest thing for me is that there's also three other girls. Okay. Have you guys said I love you to each other? She's told me that she is not able to express any feeling of falling in love. This whole journey is non-traditional, but I want them to give that blessing for he and I to be together. I care for your daughter, and I'm not taking this lightly. Yeah, it's just, I wish you the best. <laughs> <laughs> Hometown's on the horizon, and we get Jesse Palmer with us next week as well. Plenty of questions for him about what's transpired here thus far, ladies. Very exciting. Very exciting. I have a list. Yeah. Do you, do you care? She'll be checking it twice. Yeah. Oh, yes. I have many questions for Jesse, as always. He is, I've interviewed him a few times for, you know, the these episodes, you know, these seasons of The Bachelor and The Bachelorette and Bachelor in Paradise as well. And he's always fun to chat with. He's down. He'll have so much fun with us. So I'm excited. That's why Joey likes him so much. Right. And they played they, tennis oh, again in this last yep. episode. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. A we have to romance. He can yes. work on his tennis game. I guess we're good, right? <laughs> yeah. I mean, I we should ask him, did his game improve? Did Joey get the job done there? <laughs> I think we should Seriously. use the whole interview in French. What do you guys think? <laughs> That'll be great. Uh, for him all. Bad idea. Uh, and and speaking of questions for Jesse, if you have questions for Jesse, reach out to us at ABC7NY or any of our social media handles, and we'll try to have your questions asked of the host of The Bachelor next week. But this has been a lot of fun, guys. I can't wait to do episode three. That wraps up the Playing the Field Bachelor podcast for episode two. For Gina and Jen, I'm Ryan. Have a great rest of your week, and we'll see you all next week.